What up, what up, what up? You tuned in to the Jose Morales podcast where we talk sports, business, and everything in between. I am your host, Jose Morales, and we're at my boxing academy. Joining me in the ring today is my sister, Aww. Chatty Dunmore. <laughs> yes, Chatty. it is. Say what's up, Chatty. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Jose, Thank I appreciate you. it. Uh, one thing, I'm going to start off by saying this. We're going to get into Chatty's story. We're going to talk about everything yeah. Chatty. There's a lot to the a story. A lot to it. <laughs> An amazing story. I heard it already on Brian's podcast. Yeah. And then one thing real quick, I'm going to shout out Brian because Brian is the one who connected us. I mm-hmm. probably would have never met you if it wasn't because yeah. of Brian. Yep. So talk to people, connect with people because you meet more people. Mm-hmm. And uh, But yeah, shout out to Brian. The very first time I came across you when you came to the gym that one time, Yeah. this is one thing that stood out uh, for me about you is how humble you were, mm-hmm. your great energy, your Thank smile. You. Thank you. And you had, you were very, very, very prepared. You actually taught me that day on how to prep mm-hmm. for your, whatever you're doing. When you meet people, yeah. have respect and honor the time that they're investing in you. Yep. And so when I came in for the first time to work out with Jose, I listened to his podcast mm. and I learned and I didn't memorize your Oh uh, yeah, no. <laughs> but that shit was hard. But yeah. She you know what she tried to do the first day? They yeah. I was like she tried to memorize the oath. Yeah. Before she came in here. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Because that does really set the the bar to like, wow, okay, somebody really like and he was investing time into train me that day. Although I was like, hey, I would love to train and shoot some content and promote his business it's still his time. Mm. And so I wanted to honor that and get to know who he was yeah. and what his objective was. And so I, I actually, podcast. I actually have that on my, uh, quote. I mean, my signature on my email. If mm-hmm. I ever email you, yeah, it says the best gift you can give somebody is your time. Yep. Cause you're li- literally giving them a portion of your life that mm-hmm. you will never give back. Yep. So that's uh, my, my number one love language is quality time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, hey, that's tight. It is. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. So those that do not know what chat who Chatty is, what Chatty does for what she represents, mm-hmm. Chatty n- is huge in the fitness world. Any person I talk to about mm-hmm. anything, and I mention Chatty, they love you Aww, for real. Yeah. Anybody? How did you get so big in the fitness interest in, in, industry? My yeah, bad. yeah. And how did all that come about? What? Tell me about that. So I have a twin brother, and my mom put us in sports at a very young age to keep us busy. And so I started um, martial arts at, gosh, uh, probably six or seven. And that escalated to, ch- you know, cheerleading, um, Muay Thai, kickboxing, um, etc. And then um, when I got married and I ended up getting pregnant with my daughter, I was a high risk because of my health issues. Gained a lot of weight. Um, you had a kidney disease or something like that. I have a yeah, I have a kidney disease, and then it's evolved to lupus and thyroid and other stuff. So my mama actually has thyroid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was recently. I had the thyroid issue, but I'm still working out. I'm still training. Yeah. <laughs> um, as it, you know, all my adversity from you know having an athletic background to having a lot of health issues transitioned me into really taking a step back and realizing okay I really need to take care of myself and um, after I had my daughter I had gained over 80 pounds and had to lose the weight saw somebody in the gym who had really muscular arms a woman she probably thought that I was staring at her in a mean way but I really was admiring her arms and I remember telling a friend of mine who's a trainer saying I really want my arms like that 
And he's like, she's going to be competing this weekend. And I'm like, really? What is she competing in? He's like, oh, bodybuilding. I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. Fast forward, saw her compete. Two weeks later, I'm like, I'm going to do a competition. And that really set the platform for what I have now. I started competing, lost a lot of shows, and then started winning a, lo- a lot of big popular shows, such as the Arnold which was in 2010. How old were you at this time? That was, it's we're in 2020, so that was 10 years ago. So 10 years ago is when you started? The fitness industry. Okay. It was really when, really set the my name out there. Because yeah. I was the so first. So before that, you were nothing with fitness before that. Um, I mean, I was, a, I was athletic growing up, mm-hmm. but I gained a lot of weight in college. And, you know, I did model. Um, yeah. But I wasn't into like yeah you were athletic, athletic but was. you weren't like full on competing no like big time. not at just, all okay no okay. and then I got introduced to alcohol at 21 in Miami and you know I'm just partying like any other college kid mm-hmm. and moved out here and got married at a young age and you know had no idea that I can actually gain weight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> eating and drinking it wasn't young anymore and then I had my daughter high risk pregnancy gained all that weight and um just realized I really need to take a step back and take care of myself and threw myself into the bodybuilding world. And I honestly have to th- take credit for my athletic background in martial arts because that was really, um, that really helped me mm-hmm. stay focused and losing and still going. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can't handle that critique yeah. or that, um, you know, Bec- you won't be consistent either. Yeah, it they won't hard. be consistent because they're like, oh, I just, I lost the show or up. that show. They're looking to be, you have to be part of a team or, you know, I don't look like yeah. the part. I always felt like um, bo- boxing, mixed martial arts, anything like that, any individual sport really yeah. makes you mentally strong. Mm-hmm. It builds that confidence because there's really no pointing fingers like, oh, so-and-so didn't do it. That's no. why we lost it. No. And I think that's probably where it came from with you. You yeah. had that because you did. What is it that you did w- growing up? Um, I did Taekwondo, uh, Muay Thai, Krav Maga, um, a little bit of Jiu-Jitsu. What did you do most of? What was your bread and butter? Taekwondo and Taekwondo. Muay Thai. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a kicker. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell when you came here to box, I could tell you were ready to kick something. Hey, hold <laughs> up, hold up. We're boxing only. <laughs> Calm down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I cheered. Like, yeah. You know, I was, uh, I'm, and I'm still a cheerleader at heart. Like, I, my main platform is professional hype girl, and mm. we can get into that later. Yeah, so when you got, when you were... You gained weight, you're all this. What were you doing at this time? Were you working? Were you at home? What were you? I think oh, you said you were a stay-home wife, right? I was I was a wife, and then I was taking care of my daughter um. full-time. And, you know, I had no identity other than being a new mom and mm. having all this weight that I wasn't used to. A lot of women say that usually, I mean, I've heard this. Not mm-hmm. that I, yeah. my wife didn't really deal with it. Well, at least she didn't tell me. Maybe mm-hmm. she did. But I hear that um, mothers get kind of fall into deep depression mm-hmm. right after their baby or there's yeah. even time that they yeah. kind of like regret everything as far as having a kid. Yeah. Did you ever feel like just like yes. just shitty and like, oh, yeah. why did I do this? Yes. See, Live all, us through see that. all of the above. Live us through that moment. What were you feeling? What, why did you feel um, that way? I mean, what at happened? the time, I wasn't in happy in my marriage at the time. Um, also, too, I was uncomfortable with the way I looked. And I think a lot of women experience that. And besides hormone change, postpartum depression is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely was not myself. And so any guys who are listening to have new wives or new babies in the picture, um, it is a real thing. And there are, you know, things that your wife can 
she can come back. <laughs> it just takes, you know, time and whether if it's medication, seeing a professional, working out helped me immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing that I did have control, I just had to work at it. And sometimes people just don't have that work ethic. They want things to happen overnight. They want a magic pill and nothing of value is overnight. Yeah. So um, working out and throwing myself into the gym made me feel like myself again. And um, it didn't help my marriage at the time. <laughs> it Why? made me realize that I really did not want to be in that marriage, if anything. Mm. And realized that um, that there was so much more to the world and life and me. And I felt more um, confident so in myself. So did you feel like in the marriage you weren't being you or it wasn't not you? No, not really. I mean, I feel like I did get married at a young age. I, was, uh, I met him when I was 21 and I got married at 23. Mm-hmm. And I was just a different person. Um, you know? Yeah, you weren't obviously you you didn't live your yeah, life. Yeah, just you know like I, mean? I was just like a baby. You were a baby getting and then I was a new mom and then also to learning a lot you learn a lot about yourself when you prep for a show, when you just get into yeah. any health regimen. You learn you learn yeah. how to control the mind. Mm-hmm. And at that time I realized that I wanted different things and it wasn't that I didn't like this person anymore. I just realized I didn't what the marriage wasn't growing. Yeah. And I knew that I was growing and mm-hmm. um I didn't fit the Yeah. The facade of him wanting to be in that world. Yeah. And I think that we just grew apart. Was it hard for you to snap out of that? Like to to what I mean by snap out of it, like mm-hmm. uh because there's people that probably feel something yeah. like, Oh, I this me is I can do this instead but yeah. they fight it off because they're comfortable or they're in a situation. For example, for you, you were yeah. married. You had yeah, your daughter. I didn't was work. It, you yeah. didn't work. Was it hard for you to <laughs> be like, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm going to fuck this. I'm going to yeah. chase my we're heart. We're allowed to curse. And can we cuss? Yeah, okay, I cuss cool. all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. um, so was it yeah. easy for you? Was no. it hard? What um, was that so like? Me, I guess me being the youngest out of my siblings, I don't really like follow the, the, the norm. And so I would say it was easy for me because as the youngest out of my siblings and just my mindset, I'm one of, I th- always think like YOLO. Like I always have that mindset of like even where I'm at now, if I'm not happy, I'm okay with starting over. Mm-hmm. Like being rock bottom because I've done it so many times that there's no attachment to anything. Yeah. And for me, I felt like I'm just not happy. And so when it came out hard financially, I'm like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Because you have no job. And so I made a name for myself in the fitness industry where I didn't have anything. I wasn't getting paid. But as far as winning my titles, I made that uh, a part of my resume Mm -hmm. where I can sign myself up with a supplement company and make myself useful as far as creating a influencer program, which I did with a supplement company called Muscle Farm. And I helped them create the women's line called Fit Mess. And so at that time, I was doing really, really well where I created a I, I had a lucrative contract with the company. And I was able to be on my own as a single mom and follow my dreams in the fitness world. And a lot of people don't have that because yeah. the fitness world does not pay at all. So yeah. covers, they think that you make millions of dollars or, co- or thousands of dollars at least landing these covers. You really don't. I mean, they yeah. pay, but not very much. And even when you have those covers, that's not the end all. That's not like going to yeah. set you to Forever. greatness. No, yeah. you really have to work at it. And I, I had to work at, you know, making myself 
you know, useful? What what can I do in the industry mm-hmm. to make myself paid where I'm not just an online trainer and just posting workouts on Instagram? Yeah. And so um, I did that. I helped create a program with the company. And um, was there times where you kind of like, man, I shouldn't have done this? Or no. Did you, no, you were I was literally on a high. Yeah. Um, between winning those titles. What titles did you win? Share those. I won uh, the 2009 Sacramento um, National Qualifier Show, which helped me qualify for the Arnold in 2010. And then I was the first bikini world, ch- I'm sorry, the first bikini champion um, as an amateur for the Arnolds. And that was a new division. And from there, I got my pro card um, in New Jersey in 2010. Switched federations from MPC to IFBB. And IFBB, um, when I won my pro card as a professional bikini athlete, the WBFF offered me a chance to compete in their world title, and they would honor my pro card. And at that time, that was like East Coast, West Coast type of game. Like, Mm. you don't switch over. And I was just like, YOLO. (laughs) Yeah, Tupac and Biggie. I was. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It really was that. And so at the time, I was like, I don't, you know, why not? And so I switched over divisions. Um and competed at the WBFF, and I ended up winning two world titles and as a bikini really champion. You up. And that from there, I mean, winning the Arnold, which right. was the first, and then being the one to switch over caused a lot of controversy with my name out there. And then um, winning two world titles as a bikini champion with the WBFF. Um, I ended up competing again as a fitness, um, and I placed fifth in the world right after, and then I just stopped. I resigned my company with Muscle Farm and Fitness, and then Why? I just stopped competing. I just needed a break. Mm. And at that time, that's when I was going through my divorce. I was just transitioning through life, and I just needed to step back. I was still working. So you were winning these titles while you were still married? I was. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So yeah. you were, and then towards He was very supportive in oh, okay. what I did, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he was great, yeah. Okay, and then so after that, what brought you to Sacramento? Because you're not from here. You're from mm-hmm. New York, right? From New York, raised in, um, mostly raised in Miami. Yeah. One thing that I, when I talked to you that I love that you said that, you know, usually people from New York, Miami, L.A., big cities, typically don't want to come to a city like Sacramento that's mm-hmm. a lot smaller than that. Mm-hmm. What attracted you to Sacramento? Why, or why did you stay here? What do you like about Sacramento? I didn't. I got tricked coming here. You got tricked. <laughs> my oh sister. The pl- <laughs> you fit, wrong plane flight. Did, did you do the Home Alone? Like, you thought I you were going here? to. <laughs> my sister met her ex-husband in Florida, and mm-hmm. he's from Sacramento. So they ended up getting married, had a child, and then I would come visit them in Sacramento. And she's like, she wanted family to be out, to come out here, and she tricked me. She's just like, look how great the weather is. It was just. It was in the summer. It ain't. It was. It was. It was exactly. It's cold. <laughs> and then I moved here, and it started raining every day. It was super cold. I was like, "What the hell did I just do?" Yeah, well, we're doing um, great weather. But I end up, you know, I end up staying because I really, f- I found the people I love and adore um, in Sacramento. And so when I say that, I've lived in New York, I lived in Miami, I lived in L.A., um, and I would say the most genuine, sincere sincere people are from sacramento you find i find most like yeah i found my people here yeah Yeah. and that's what that's what you ended up loving about it yes i always leave and then i come back and i'm like nope so you left a few times i left a few times does your sister still live here 
Yes. Oh, I still sure. have, my sister still lives here. Actually, um, my mom and my dad came out here um, when I ended up getting married. And then my brother came out here. Uh, my dad ended up leaving, going back to New York because he was like, I can't do Sacramento. He mm-hmm. needed a city because he wants to be able to walk out and like walk the streets and, you know. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and But everyone else stayed. So yeah. I have fam- a lot of family here. I still have family in Florida. Um, and yeah. All over. Yep. So how, I'm going to. How do you, how can you tell the difference? Because you said you were married mm-hmm. and you just knew you weren't happy. That wasn't you. How do you know, I'm going to take it into a business, like a, like a career. Yeah. Because right? it kind of reminds me of that. Imagine I'm working yeah. at um, Chevrolet. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. working there and I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I know that really me, I'm not really happy that mm-hmm. I could do something much more. Yeah. Which is kind of yeah. similar to what you did. Mm-hmm. How do you know that it's really that's what you want to do? That's really where your heart is, yeah. or you're not confusing it with, with, emo like oh maybe yeah. it's just today. How do you know? How did you know that? Yes, me. This is not me. How did you know that? How did you come to the conclusion? Yeah, I think that that's a great question. I think a lot of people it takes a certain person to kind of just be brave and just to kind of step into the ring mm-hmm. and realize what their potential is because if you can stand outside of the ring and you keep seeing all these people doing all this stuff and you're like wow 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 and you just have all these stars in your eyes you're really never going to know your potential until you yeah. actually step in and i think that there's some people who are just okay with mediocre and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that yeah. but for me i was not okay with that i yeah. wanted more i've always wanted more um and i even with all my accolades now i still feel like i haven't met my potential yeah so I like that. Yeah, I've I mean, I want to just. I actually just recently talked to my cousin, and my cousin lives in uh, San Jose. Her name's Anais, and she's kind of at that point where she's like, "I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm happy here. Mm-hmm. What I'm with, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I feel like I could do so much more. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm confusing it with fear. Like yeah. I'm not doing it because of fear, yeah. or I'm not doing it because I'm really comfortable. And she kind of asked me that, like, how do I know if I'm mixing it up? Yeah. If I'm just being lazy and yeah. just scared yeah. or I really am happy. I'm like, well, if it's in your mind, in your heart, yeah. and you're happy, really happy with what you're doing, yeah. you wouldn't be thinking about all these other exactly. things. If exactly. If you're happy. And I feel like it has to do with ego. Yeah. Like, a, a lot of it's fear. You don't want to feel, you want to fail. Mm-hmm. And you're happy with you're being. You're just comfortable you're with where yeah, you're at. you're comfortable. And I feel like that's. You're not meeting your potential if you're using the word comfortable. Mm-hmm. You're just like, you're not growing as a person. And I think you can still grow by failing. Nope. You can still grow by like not always like winning. You just, that's, if anything, you know, okay, well, that didn't work. Yeah. And you go back to whatever you Lock were doing. Up, go back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I, I don't, I can't live my life doing the same stuff over and over or being, not to say that I wouldn't be happy, but for me, I still want to grow. And I do want to showcase that to my daughter that, you know, just because and you're going to school every day doesn't mean that that's doing the good. ordinary. Yeah, yeah, you're doing good. Step out and do something more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important to me. Uh, I wasn't always like that, though. Uh, I think when I was younger, I was, you know, the wallflower where I, you know, try to just do the p- what I was capable of doing. And that was it. What I was told to do. And I the think bare minimum. The bare minimum. And I think also, too, it's very common in Latin households. Like, yeah. to step out and risk yeah. is not, it makes our parents nervous. Yep, it is. They're just like, I what agree. are you going to do? Like, it's just like, it's yeah. not. And so, and that's most ethnic families. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, my family thought I was crazy getting into bodybuilding, first of all. A woman 
having muscle is not okay in the Latin household. Mm -hmm. And so I still went for it. And until I was achieving at my very potential and landing covers, they still didn't understand. And now they're like, oh, now they're proud. They're super yeah. supportive. Reminds me of my story. It's like <laughs> my mom hated me boxing. Ah, I'm gonna hate it. Why? I don't want you fighting nobody. Exactly. Always against it until a little success, success. Now mm -hmm. she loves it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you didn't love it when I started exactly. though. Exactly. So yeah, it's same. And it's important to for us to see our own vision because sometimes it's the closest people to around us that are not supportive. Yep. You know, and that's the hardest part. And so to your niece, you said your cousin. Yeah. Yeah. I would say cousin. the best advice is to go for it just whatever it is and whoever's around you they either have to sit back and support you and understand um if it's a relationship maybe that's the setting of like realizing that they're that's not the person for you yeah you know because i feel like if someone loves you they want to see you grow yeah unless they're comfortable with having you at a yeah. certain level and sometimes it makes relationships I uncomfortable i think there's times too where you can be in a relationship where your partner's comfortable Mm -hmm. But you're not comfortable, mm -hmm. but they're not stopping you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's okay as long as they're not like, oh, no, don't do that. If they're yeah. supporting you and they're help, they're backing you up in what you're doing and letting yeah. you grow, yeah. but they're comfortable and they ain't doing shit, that's fine, yeah. but they're supporting you. Yeah. But when they're yeah. stopping you from doing what you want to do, I think that's where there's a problem. Where yeah, like, 100%. Yeah, don't let me stop because you're comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Exactly. So that's <laughs> what is Chatty doing now? What's the future for Chatty? What is what's. What's in the works? What are you working on? Um, well, I work with Till You Collapse mm -hmm. as an athlete's manager. Um, I cr implemented the influential program that I created with all these other supplement companies to Brian's company. How did um, that come about? I needed a job. So <laughs> whose idea was it? That? Mine. <laughs> so you made that idea up and you showed up and you created this. You I gave yourself, you made up your precision, or was that precision there for hiring he was looking for? Um, Tell me that how that went. Yeah, by. Brian's a great friend of mine. We've known each other for 17 years. And so Brian's growing this company. Um, it's only getting bigger. Mm -hmm. And it is. At, at the same time, he's getting, girls are like, some girls can be very disrespectful. And he's a married, happily married um, husband. And he, women send him pictures. And at, at that time, I needed a job. And so I was like, let me be the barrier of handling all the athletes. Also, he's busy. He's a very smart man when it comes to building a business out of what he did, fitness apparel. And I, I'm good at dealing with women because I have sisters and I just know how to communicate really well within a mm -hmm. team of women. And so I... And it ain't easy to communicate no, with women. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. And I'm a woman and I'll admit that. Um, so I just said, hey, I, you know, you know what I did with Muscle Farm. I would love to help create an influencer program where I'm managing all the athletes and we create different tiers. And that way you're not dealing with all the BS of them texting you about their leggings and their size when you're doing the more important stuff. And I can deal with that. And it worked out well. He trusts me. And um, it's only evolved from there. I've been mm -hmm. with him for a little bit over two years, three years right now. Hmm. and um, it's been great. And so I do that. I also am a holistic nutritionist, an online trainer, and then I just got accredited to be a neurolinguistic master practitioner. Damn. <laughs> so I have that now, and I want impl to implement that into a program that I'm hopefully going to start working on and can launch it in the summer. But I was just talking to my boyfriend about my ultimate goal is to – 
have an app where I can do online training and coaching and create a p- curriculum to help people rebuild their lives because yeah. that's what I did. I know a times. guy if you need help with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll tell you after. Yeah, and um, and then I want to host events. Like I I love meeting people that follow me and then people who just you know and I'm not just saying women. I just love meeting people who want to rebuild their lives and I think that we talked we've touched on this subject several times as far as like how do you know when you need to make take that next step and i went through that a couple times from whether if it was my divorce to um jobs to just realizing i needed to meet you know a certain goal and as a neurolinguistic practitioner that's what we help people coach them into you know resetting their mindset um, whether if it's trauma that's holding them back or reaching a certain goal yeah. We help them create building blocks for it. That's cool. And so I want to do f- and correlate that with fitness because I feel like some that's people, different. well, no one's doing it. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. That's so huge. So that's like my main goal to do. Um, and yeah. I think you'll do amazing at it too. Yeah. I would yeah. love to. I can't wait. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you off the wall questions yes, that have nothing to do with this. You ready? Let's do this. All right. Favorite restaurant in SAC. Tell me. Gosh, he yeah. said McCoonies, but I would say, gosh, what do I love eating at? I love diners. Like, I love Mel's. Mel's? Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh. I love, I love I IHOP. And I didn't expect Mel's. <laughs> and nothing wrong with Mel's, yeah, but yeah, I didn't yeah. expect you to I say I actually, that. I went to the kitchen once, and it was um, the most amazing experience ever. Um, so that was probably, and then we've gone to Localis, and what's the other one that you're nice? I just love to eat. You just love to eat. <laughs> I'm just happy to Ain't eat. No I went that. to McDonald's on the way over here. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't gonna bust you out, but you busted <laughs> yourself out. <laughs> no, no, I just play it. <laughs> All right. Next question that I'm gonna ask you is, what would you nah? Tell me something about Chatty. No one knows but you, or something unique. Tell me um, something. Um, I hate speaking in front of large crowds. Really? It makes me so nervous. Well, you did that uh, recently. I saw your IG. You did that. Um, fuck up nights. Yeah, fuck. That looked fun. Yeah, I did so great. I was making fun of myself, which was great. So you could do that. You I was yourself. so nervous. Ask him. I was super. N- anything has to do with large crowds. I, I, so how I did you do the bikini thing in front of a whole bunch of people? Tequila. You were t- <laughs> oh, is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love speaking and connecting with people. Um, smaller groups. I can do better at, but when it's like a large audience and I'm on stage, it freaks me out. And I think people see this persona where they think I'm an extrovert. Um, a lot of I would say I'm half extrovert, half introvert. What about it freaks you out? Um, I am I I'm Puerto Rican, and mm-hmm. so and I'm from New York, and I don't have I speak like an East Coast girl. And I can speak eloquently through writing, and I feel like I feel more confident when I'm writing captions because yeah. I, I read a lot and I listen to a lot of podcasts, and it's helped me writing, um, and to be very clear and concise with yeah. my thought, my thoughts. But when I'm speaking, sometimes I get you know you like the me. New York comes out. And I'm I like that. I have the word like when I talk, people are like, oh, shit, am I going <laughs> to get shots? <laughs> People told me that, like, damn. Yeah. So I feel the same way. Yeah, like, I, I feel like I don't. If I'm I have not to speak proper, I'm like, man, I don't want yes. these guys to be like, damn, the hood is here. Hey, you know what I mean? What a hood, what a hood, what a hood. But yes, that's I get exactly it. how I feel. I feel like I just 
you know, I'm not very good at speaking. But I think, uh, I guess apparently, I got a lot of messages from that event that I spoke at. That you said you were singing something. Oh, gosh. What'd you sing? What'd you sing? <laughs> what was it? Um, so a long, long, long time ago, <laughs> oh, shit. I thought I can, like, you know, I connected with a friend of mine who's a producer, and we made a couple songs. What? Yeah, and so it's all on iTunes. They're still out? <laughs> no <Yes>. way. Oh, <laughs> yes. shit. Which ones? What are they called? Uh, well, first song is called Work It Out. Work It Out? Of course. It's a workout song. And then the other song is called Bad Girls Club. Okay. Yeah, and then the other one is No Never. And and who are they by or what? I mean, what, is, what is it? It's who? literally like a bad dream. It I have I don't I, so <laughs> I don't even a know whole, what to say. So is the whole song <laughs> you? Yeah, I mean, I did some collaboration with a, a producer. He's also a singer. His name is Ross Smooth, and he's in the songs as well. So yeah, it was that was like my fuck up for the fuck up night. All right. I'm gonna exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something real quick. I'm gonna make a confession. No singing. I'm not singing. Make a confession. I'll make a confession. I'm not gonna put you on the you spot. You heard it already. No, no, oh, no, okay. no, no. I actually did something similar. No, wait, you yeah. rapped? I rapped. What? Yes. No way. Yes, no one really knows. So me growing up, I had one of my good friends is uh -huh. a is a is a big time rapper. Like he rapped everything. Mm -hmm. He like he makes beats, everything. So yeah. every time I go to his house, yeah, dude, I got some beat going on. He's rapping, da da yeah. da. And one day I was like, "Fuck it, yeah, fuck it, let's, Why not? let's I'm gonna make a rap song. I started <laughs> rapping. I started doing it, and I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm this pretty I'm, good." Yeah, and yeah. I, I never got to the point though that I thought I was good enough to like. Mm -hmm. No, I think I'm definitely not on no iTunes. I didn't make it big time like you, <laughs> but uh, I did do like a. Like a couple songs, like not full songs. Do I you just, have them? I do have them. We gotta, you gotta play it one day in no. the jam. Oh shit! You gotta play it. Yeah, I'll, I'll play my song and then you have to play yeah. yours. But yeah, it was similar like that. But mine, I didn't go that hard like yours. So you actually no, I want. This is my problem. When I commit, I'm full <laughs> the bottle, and that could be a good thing and a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> mine actually, we were, I was just there. I wasn't even planning on rapping, and they were all rapping. We started writing verses, <laughs> and I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll go on there and drop this on you guys." And I did it, and that was it. But it wasn't like oh, I need to come back tomorrow and make another song. It was just yeah. I was just there. I made the second song and third because people were buying it. The first one. Damn. People were buying. So it, it. was good. I mean, at the oh time, shit. I think Auto Tune was very popular back then. <laughs> and I it was a workout song. And I had, I think, at the, again, my name was well known in the fitness industry. And people were just really cool and supportive. Yeah. They were very supportive. Yeah. <laughs> if, peop if people like you and they support you, no matter if your yeah. shit, if, if it's bad, it could be horrible. But just because they like you, they may buy it. Just because they like you. Yeah. I mean, I so that's the big thing about getting people to like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have a lot of people who liked me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last thing I'm going to ask you is if you have any, I'm going to go towards a female side, yeah. a, a girl in a marriage, mm -hmm. she's not happy or yeah. she doesn't feel happy with herself. Not necessarily happy with the marriage, but yeah. she feels like she could do so much more. What would you tell her to do first to find herself and find her heart? What what kind of, Yeah. what would you do? What would um, you tell I her? say always write down what your goals are. Second thing is you whether you want to or not, you have to talk to your partner about it. Because at the end of the day, they're the ones who are going to help you with your vision and mm -hmm. support you. Because if you don't have a support system, it's you against the world. Yeah. And when you're living with someone and you're in a household, especially as a new mom or 
newly married or whatever you are to the person, I think it's important that your partner knows like what your goal is and what you really want to do. Um, and the third thing is apply yourself. You just have to do it. There's like no perfect day. Um, there's just, you just have to do it. And so um, a lot of it has to do with doing your homework, um, whether if it's, you know, being your fitness world, like for me at the time it was competing. And so I really researched competitors that I wanted or any model at the time is what I wanted to emulate and make it your own and shoot. I, I had to like shoot a lot of content, whether if it's doing photography and if some people are like, what are you shooting for? Like what you have a photo shoot again? And I'm like, yeah, it's sometimes it's not for a magazine or for anything, but I'm creating, I'm constantly creating content yeah. and it's practice for me. So when I do shoot as a professional, I'm a professional because I already practice. And so the same thing with someone coming to practice all the time, it's important that you're always like eating, breathing your vision yeah. and you have to envision yourself like a professional yeah. and so act like a professional. And so you just have to really apply all those and just, there's really no turning back. Yep. And that's the thing about it. You really can't lose when you apply yourself and you go for something because if anything you learn, more about yourself and what you want and don't want and anytime i ever stepped out of my comfort zone and i shared with someone saying hey i'm gonna do this costa rica trip where it's gonna be literally all water sports and guess what i hold my nose swimming mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's all professional so i went the whole weekend in yeah. costa rica doing all these water sports holding my nose like a little kid wow i even bought nose plugs but i came back so confident and now i'll get on a step uh, stand up paddleboard yeah i would do much more things than i would normally yeah and um, i think it's huge too from a mother and if you have a daughter like you do yeah it set really sets the point in the bar for like your daughter to see yeah and for when she sees it when she gets yeah. older it's like i my mother did it you I know think what i mean kids do not learn what we say they learn by what, what we, we do. do yep i and agree 100 percent. when they see you always constantly whether if it's working, taking care of yourself physically, um, showing affection to the people you love, honoring, you know, the community where you're like being genuine and you're like a fair person, they see your character in that way. And that's what they will end up learning. Yeah. They don't, we can sit here all day and be like, okay, you should volunteer. Okay. You should do this. Okay. But if you're not doing it, they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, Shh, I'm Very not doing true. that. So I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming, Chatty. Yeah. That was an awesome episode. Thank, thank you, you for thank sharing you, your story. You. Um, if anyone, all you guys that listen, if you got anything from it, uh, share, send me a message. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We out. Mm -hmm.